In a world where all the movies are about superheroes, two friends team up to talk about movies from a simpler time, a time before iPhones. They'll search for deeper meaning, mock things they don't like, and of course, there will be spoilers. Please join Terrence McHenry and Hollis Lazzarini as they get real nostalgic. Hey, everybody. Hey, what's going on, everybody? We're back. Yes. Back again. Another movie in the books. I know. Yeah. We're banging them out. Good thing there's so many. I know. Or we'd be like scrambling. Seriously. Like, what are we going to do next? I know. No. This is exactly why we didn't cover the Marvel Universe. Yeah. That's exactly why. (laughs) You know? Plus all the competition. I don't know. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) So, So this week... We watched Young Guns. Yes. 1988. Nice. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, 16? 16. Yeah, 16. 16. Did you see it in the theaters by any chance? I don't remember. I was trying to think about that. I don't know. It it, it seems like one I would have because I was always into like the cowboys and I wanted to be a cowboy. Sure. Cowboy movies were just really cool to me. So it seems like one I would have wanted to go see in the theaters but i don't know i'm not real sure on that one well it was directed by christopher kane okay the budget was 13 million mm-hmm. i didn't have a worldwide on it but i did have the u.s gross at 45 million well so successful yeah no doubt they got their money back plus yeah that's how you want to do business seriously right <laughs> and i was thinking about it too and Obviously, you know, some of this is just logistics. There wasn't the rise of the home theater yet. I mean, theaters were still a, a, a popular thing to go do. For sure. For even sure. if movies weren't even that great, like people would give them a shot. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense to me that that they that all the films we reviewed so far generally have, have done well. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And this one had a serious cast. Like I oh think my a gosh, lot of really right? good actors that were in this movie. And yeah. I, I dug it so much and they all played their roles very well. Did you have a, a favorite character in this film? I think I, I liked I think I liked um, Emilio Estevez's character the best, Billy the Kid. Mm-hmm. So he 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 was just funny to me and just he just did things his own way, and I I think yeah I think he was probably my favorite character. What about you? Same. Same. And he got top billing in this, and I and, and I think that he was it was so kind of supposed to be a vehicle for him, you know. Mm-hmm. And he did a good job. This is what I remember about Young Guns. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not like it was my favorite movie, but with the cast and everything, you know, it was definitely a part of with these genres. They're always trying to refresh in the genre for a new audience, for and sure. this is the '80s version of that for me. Yeah. yeah. So that part of it. You know, I, there's some memories tied to it, but it's not necessarily what I remember. I, I was remembering more from the sequel, actually, okay. which is which is interesting. So it was it was kind of fun to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. And after I read a few things about the film, it, it made sense. Some of the things I felt while I was watching it. OK. For instance, none of the action scenes were choreographed. It was just... it was all impro- it was improvised by the actors. OK. Oh, I, I do have to I have to give you two two other little things here. So I was surprised in the scene where Charlie is talking to Billy the Kid right when he gets there and he's mm-hmm. explaining what regulators are. Okay. And I went, huh? And I had the head tilt and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is Warren G and Nate Dogg's Regulate. Yeah, yeah. That's the, what opens yeah, their yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. Never 
ever really? made this connection ever. Really? And That's so when so funny. he's and the other thing was that this was is based on it. You know, obviously, Billy the Kid is a historical figure, mm-hmm. no doubt. It's also a historical incident. So it was the Lincoln County War. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I read was that, like, basically all of the film de- depictions of this in particular war, they have John Tunstall, the Englishman who was helping the boys. Mm-hmm. They always depict him as, like, this wiser, older, sophisticated man. Yeah. But in reality, he was murdered when he was 24. And he was actually older than most of the regulators, except for Billy the Kid. Really? And I didn't know that. Okay. Because I remember there's the scene where, you know, obviously it's it's latter in the movie where the lawyer is talking to, like, the attorney general or something like that and telling him that he needs to, to deputize these boys mm-hmm. because they can go after the people that killed uh, Tun- Tunstall. Right. And he was like, no, not, not none of them are over 20 years old. Is yeah, what he says yeah, yeah. during that movie, that scene. Mm-hmm. He says, like he, like he's saying basically they're all kids and that he won't do it. Right. So, and then in the next scene, he like he's like, eh, changed my mind. Yeah. Here, <laughs> you can have these badges. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but I don't even really feel like going linear on this film. I just want to, I want to bounce around okay. like a little pinball. Let's do it. Okay. However you want to do it, you know I'm down. But I am going to start with the first scene because okay. I thought of you. Um, I thought it was hilarious how it's that really washed out, blown out kind of uh, fuzzy look mm-hmm. in the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, they do like the introductions of each For character. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then they all just open fire. And I was like, oh, that's how Terrence unloads the, the weapon mm-hmm. when there's danger yeah for sure you just let it go <laughs> <laughs> ask questions later so if you guys were wondering what that looks like watch the first 30 seconds of young guns and it's basically what it looks like mm-hmm. i love that scene in the scene um some of them smile while they're they're doing it others are more serious about it um but i love that scene and how they they introduce them all by you know their their true names their real names but it just kind of goes down the line of my i think that's a really cool scene the way they did that another total aside i haven't seen emilio estevez in anything recent but i but i currently am watching uh the west wing okay which stars his father martin sheen yes yes it was so trippy because he looks so much like his dad it's silly but even Charlie Sheen too, they they all kind of have that look. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but like with Martin Sheen, like with the, the blondish hair yeah. and the bright blue eyes, it's like carbon copy. Yeah. And and also their um the way they speak is very similar, which mm-hmm. happens with kids all the time. I'm not saying they're unique in that way, yeah, yeah, but for sure. but that was tripping me out the whole time. Okay. And I I kind of wish that Amelia would have done more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Charlie Sheen's been prolific, but yeah. Emilio Estevez, he maybe maybe just got over it i don't know Yeah, maybe that just wasn't his thing yeah nice but dang are they young in this huh they are all very young in this movie really really young and i i think my favorite scene is the scene in the beginning where billy the kid is kind of introduced and he you i think you hear like a gunshot and then all of a sudden you see him running through the town and there's like three guys after him who really don't seem like they're <laughs> much in pursuit of him. Like he's making moves and they're not really making moves and they get to a point where they just kind of stop yeah. and they're just kind of looking. And he's like down low, jumping fences. Like they don't, they have no idea where he went. But I thought it was very cool how uh, Turnstall and Doc 
really help him out right from jump like and i guess maybe you know turnstile recognize him as as somebody that that maybe they can help out and you know do a little betterment for and i think that's you know that's what they represent turnstile or turnstile as is this guy that wants to help people that are maybe not as privileged or have the right route to take which is on their own I also liked that aspect because later he was talking to somebody. Oh, he was talking to Jack Palance's character. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, Murphy. Murphy. The Murphy boys. Mm -hmm. Tunstall basically tells him, I'm trying to live the American dream. Mm -hmm. We're all immigrants. I've come here to to make this start and to do this thing. I just asked for a little peace. I'm not not trying to take you out or take you over. And LG just can't even stomach it you no, know it's he, it's murphy town or no town yeah he wants to be the only horse in the race yeah basically. which is ridiculous yeah. and side note i feel like jack palance's character or his performance of murphy mm-hmm. just rides in on the backbone of every other nasty mfr he has ever played <laughs> i don't know how many films you've seen with jack palance but he plays that role yeah, so well no doubt he's been doing it or he was doing it for years mm-hmm. And it was almost like, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, you need to do no more, sir. I understand. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to bring. I won't mess around with you. Yeah, yeah no doubt. I, I like that, too, that they give him a shot. Even And also, it showed that they're not scared. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he clearly has done something wrong. And For whatever. Sure. Yeah. And they, they got him out of there and brought him over and took him to their, their like, commune or whatever, I guess you would call it. Right. And they, they, they get him right away and they got him out there cleaning the pig. And this pig is friggin' huge and seemed pretty vicious. Yeah. <laughs> At points he pulls the gun on the thing <laughs> like it would matter to the pig, you know. But um, I love cowboy movies. I always have. And I just love the, the wardrobe of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted to be a cowboy. I always thought like... If I were a cowboy, I would have two guns and, you know, I would wear the boil, the bowl, bowler hats versus the mm-hmm. the cowboy hats. I think I'd be more I of a... I can see this look coming yeah, together for you. a sophisticated cowboy gunslinger, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I would want to be more of a good guy than a bad guy. So more white hat than black hat? For sure. Yeah. For sure. But if I were going to go to Westworld, it would for sure be black hat, though. I understand. <laughs> so, well, yeah. So, when- once they get to the ranch mm-hmm. is when I immediately become completely distracted and annoyed with the character named Dick mm-hmm. and the way he says Billy. He goes, Billy. <laughs> he reminds me of like, it's that joke that you and I do a lot when we're imitating South Park voices. And the whole time, every time Charlie Sheen opens his mouth, mm. he... I'm like, is he doing an accent? <laughs> or is this just like, is he screwing with his brother right now? Like, that's what, what I think is that's what it is. Happening? It's like, it's that's something that brothers would do with each other. You know what I mean? Take their name and add that little whatever to it just to kind of bug them about it. You know what I mean? Even though it does, you're just saying their name, you're doing it to, to get under your skin. I think that they, I'm sure, had that dynamic there because they are related. Like, yeah that they could play off of each other like that. And I feel like that would have worked if in the movie they were related, mm-hmm. but since they're just meeting each other in this yeah. level of... It seems dicky. Yeah, yeah, his name is appropriate. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then and then some people call him Richard, some yeah. people call him Dick. Yeah. 
actually when I was writing on the character's name and I said Dick Charlie Sheen. And I was like, wow, <laughs> I don't mean that. Like, I mean, <laughs> but then I was thinking because Charlie Sheen's meltdown circa whatever it was, like whenever that happened mm-hmm. was my favorite. Yeah. And one of the things that he said during that media tour he did mm-hmm. was the revelation that he has tiger's blood, which I thought was profoundly awesome. <laughs> But I don't think he got the tiger blood infusion before Young Guns. So you'll have to let me know. Tiger blood. Tiger's blood, yeah. All right, nice. I'll I'll, I'll find some of the best quotes and let you know. Okay. They're they're really good. Please, please. He was on fire. It was was great. Um, Nice. So so that drove me bananas. And when he finally gets shot... Mm I just wasn't sad. I was like, finally, I don't have yeah, to hear this guy talk go. like this anymore. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, no doubt. I think Billy the Kid had his own plan, though. You know what I mean? Like, he, I think he obviously, because he was one of the shortest ones as far as the regulators besides the one kid that comes in that tries to, like, uh, infiltrate their their squad. He was the youngest one, but he was the most passionate about getting revenge back for Turnstile. Um, I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. I felt it was misplaced. Yeah, I did too, but he was supposedly the main character, so right. I think it's really got to come from him, but I don't know. Like, it was just weird that he was the most passionate about getting, like, revenge back, and he wasn't going to arrest anybody. <laughs> he wanted to be judge, jury, and executioner on them all, and I think it was all. It was only a, it was that, but he was also trying to build his name because he said he was going to be as big as Pat Garrett or bigger. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so he was going for revenge, but I think also trying to build his name as Billy the Kid. And I think that you know there was the scene where um, they they're reading the newspaper. And they're talking about Billy the Kid, but the picture is Dick. Yeah. And I don't think they really played enough off of that with Billy the Kid. I think that he should have gotten like pissed at that. But all the accolades were the in black and white were for him, but the person they were giving the credit to was Dick. And they didn't they didn't play off of that at all. I don't know if it. And I I wasn't sure whether to take that as he was stoked, like sweet, you've got the wrong guy, and you Mm -hmm. won't know me then. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or how else do you but take see, it? Yeah, because it, it doesn't make sense because he wants to be this, this big known gunslinger, right? You know what I mean? So I don't know. And to your other point about you know why is he the one? He spent the least amount of time mm-hmm. at the ranch, and he's the most motivated, yeah, to get his vengeance. Yeah. And I actually kind of tossed that around myself, and I what I came to was he's supposed to be about nineteen. Mm-hmm. There is something impulsive about being 19. Yeah. So maybe it was just that thing that we can do at, at a younger age, which is really just throw ourselves all into a situation. Yeah. Without having to have a longstanding relationship like the other guys had had with him. Yeah. At minimum, he saw that Tunstall was doing a good thing. He was, you know, he was yeah. a righteous man. He 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 was really trying to give these guys. A, a leg chance, up. a fighting chance out there in in the world, not yeah. just in that little town that they were in. So yeah, all of the this main story it, it's interspliced with these chaotic and random gunfights mm-hmm. that that did feel that way to me, and yeah. and I think that that can be a benefit. 
in in cinema because when something is too choreographed yeah it's it gives a, a different kind of impression a, a god a gun battle like that would be chaos yeah, so well i remember the, the first one that they're they're going after a guy whose last name was hill um and they're all outside of this what looks like maybe like a, a saloon or something yeah. like that they're all out there and they're talking about going in to get this guy and the whole time is there's this beef between Dick and Billy about really, I think it's more on, on Dick that, cause the, the newspapers are all saying that Billy is like the leader of this like outfit or this gang or whatever you want to call the regulators. So there's this whole beef between the two of them about who the leader of it is. And in the, the whole thing, it, when it comes down to going in to get this guy Hill, Dick suggests that Billy go down and get him. Right. He's like, go down there and get him. Yeah. And and bring him out to us. Like, why why would you do that? If you're supposedly the foreman, which is what they kept calling him, you're the foreman of the regulators, why would you send Billy down there? And Billy just wants to stack bodies. He's There's even <laughs> a scene where he's like, how many is that now? He's like, 25. And he's like, Kiefer Southern Doc is like, it's five. And he's like, why don't we just make it 10? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he just wants to stack bodies and get numbers. That's all he wants. And you're just giving him the opportunity when you're supposed to be the foreman. I don't know. Like, it, it was weird. And I also felt like it was, you know, that power play. Mm -hmm. And also, I feel like Dick looked at him as disposable. Like, if I lose Billy, I don't care. No big deal. Okay. So, you know, I don't want to walk into that bar that is probably Harry's local hangout. Yeah, no doubt totally was mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's how it kind of played to me yeah but it didn't endear me anymore to dick at all uh -huh. he's he's, a he's dick. just a yeah he's, <laughs> he's a douchebag too and his oh i mean if i had someone pronouncing my name like that yeah all the, all time. the time yeah i'd be like yo come on seriously this has to end yeah you gotta stop please but that's what kicks off basically when they you know they have all these warrants and they're like billy's not going he like you said he's not interested in hauling these guys no. back at all no and they learned that if they didn't learn the first shootout they definitely <laughs> learned the second shootout no that doubt. he has absolutely no intention because that scene didn't have to go that way mm -hmm. but he wants to kill him yeah that's what he wants to do he wants to be the judge jury and executioner he wants to deal with it all right then and there and I think he gets some of them like on on his side. Um, Dirty Steve, Dirty Steve was 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 all about it. There was one point where he's like talking to, I think he was talking to Doc about taking the people up to the hill and blowing their brains out. And Dirty Steve was like, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, he's excited about shooting that dude in the fucking head, dude. Like for real. Did you recognize Dirty Steve? Um, it's Dermot Mulrooney. Yeah. I, I did. I, I'm you know not... what you've seen him in lately? What's that? Shameless. What is who? He was, um, he was, was the he, addict that, that Fiona, that Fiona almost married. Marry. Yeah. Okay, no, I did not read. I, I put it together when I was watching it because I've been watching the most recent season of Shameless. Yeah, me too. I've watched and, it all. And so I haven't seen it all yet, but okay. the, um, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, I did not put bucket? that together. Yeah, I did not. That's crazy. I didn't even think about it. I that. know. Okay, so Billy the Kid was your favorite. The mm -hmm. one character 
that I actually liked more than I remembered was Charlie. Yeah, I did too. I really like Charlie. Mm -hmm. He's probably my favorite, and I feel like he gets done so wrong in this movie. Yeah, he does. I don't even think he got to consummate his marriage. I don't think so either. That's what I I mean. That was like right after the ceremony. They're like, okay, let's go. And they even tried to let him stay, but he there was no way he was gonna stay. And I was so sad. Like I was like, he didn't even get to bang his wife that night, and then he died. It's horrible. Spoiler. (gasps) Fuck. Sorry. Sorry. Jeez. I know. I'm gonna try know. to. I'm gonna try to keep the spoilers to a minimum, you guys. My bad. My bad. Well, my favorite scene. Okay. Is the peyote scene. Yes, I was gonna say that too. Uh, it's the best scene. Yeah, yeah. It's so great because they're like, we don't know where to go. If mm-hmm. we go east, this happens. If we go west, this happens. And then all of a sudden, here comes Chavez, and he's just boom. He's got the face paint on, yep. and he's collected the peyote, yep. and he's made the tea. And yep. they're like, what's going on? He's like, well. You don't know what to do. Yeah. So I'm going to go into the other realm and figure out what the next move is. No doubt. And he just gulps that down he does. like medicine. So here's my question in this scene, because that was one of the things, because I watched this again today. And one of my questions was, is everybody did the peyote, I think, but Charlie, Charlie Sheen, excuse me. Um, right. Dick. Because mm-hmm. he was the only one that was just straight laced everybody else was on one yeah at some some level some more than others totally but he was the only one that was i think i don't think he did it what do you think no he didn't he totally passed the cup because they they didn't even really offer it to him they didn't even let the cup linger in front of him that long they just bypassed him it was like he's not going to take this Mm -hmm. he's not going to participate yeah it seems like he missed a good time, although yeah. all of them are kind of solo tripping. Yeah. Doc is the prominent voice in yeah. the whole thing. He's and I love poet. how they slow his voice yeah, down. And make it deeper a little bit, you know. Yeah. It's... And he's having that moment and he's he's questioning the attraction he has to the young lady who mm. is the sex slave of Murphy. Yes. And he has this epiphany about how she's a flower mm-hmm. and, and what is attracted to flowers, butterflies, and that She's his flower, mm-hmm. and and he is her butterfly. Yeah, which was and, really beautiful. And he, say, he says he goes he goes uh, a butterfly doesn't ask why it's attracted to no, the flower; it, it just goes. I, I love that. It was really cool. It I really, really liked that. Yeah. Until the next time he sees her, uh-huh. and he basically accosts her in the street. He really does. And I was like, <laughs> "You are one aggressive butterfly." Like, and damn, I have dude. never seen an aggressive butterfly. <laughs> Ever. You have taken this uh, in the wrong you're, direction. You're more like a moth now, because you know a moth will dive bomb you. Like. <laughs> They'll run themselves into a window over and over and over and over again. Butterflies don't get down like that. Mm, no. He has it twisted. Yeah. And, and the best part, too, is that in his frustration, he freaking yells at her, and she's out she's mm-hmm. like i can't even be seen with you <laughs> he's like i'm so sorry yeah, I'm sorry i'm sorry i'm I such think... an asshole <laughs> i think my favorite during the peyote scene was uh dirty steve oh freaking out he was freaking out over the size of the chicken <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't you say that chicken what better to have than a peyote trip out scene with the dudes with a bunch of guns you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, I know. Like... <laughs> Safety first, people. It's fine. Let let Billy spin that gun around until it just flies off his hand. He is, but Dirty Steve is bucking that shotgun the whole time. Yeah. He's like, do you see the size of that chicken? 
blam with the shotgun jumping around blam with the shotgun and even at one point i think he shoots and it shoots near where doc is Mm -hmm. but it would it didn't even phase doc he was just like like kind of looked off to the side because he was so taken by his epiphany (laughs) which was again it's great it is until he but uh, yeah i thought that Dirty Steve was pretty funny. And yeah. I also really enjoyed the bouquet that Billy put into his hat. It he was did. very He had flowers all very over. Very nice. Yes. Actually I, I I was like, I I think I would have done that. <laughs> like, forged through the through the area and found pretty little flowers some pretty and flowers to put into my bowler cap. Yes. Yes. And it, it was just a cool visual because he was trying to do something that he is is like a natural reflex for him mm-hmm. to spin that revolver and around his finger, and he, <laughs> he just flies off, and he's like so confused. He's like, and at one point, he's even still like, yeah, he's like, wait, it should be, but it's, <laughs> it's not, not there. there. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I really that's my favorite scene. I dug that scene a whole lot. That is one of those scenes that, like I said, makes me want to go ahead and try some peyote and yeah. give her a go. I know. <laughs> one of the one of the other things too was there's two moments I, I think where the first time so basically they keep killing all these people instead mm-hmm. of bringing them to justice and yes. so they're like no you can't you can't do this and now we're after you mm-hmm. and at that point two of the men kind of give these speeches and explanations as to why they can no longer participate as a regulator anymore it's yeah. chavez and then who was the other one another one was like yeah this oh it was doc he was yeah. like this isn't for me i can't I don't want to die. This is crap. They have this big to do about it. And then they all just kind of go anyway. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, fine. And then there was another instance like that where it's like, we're going to part ways. And, or it's an assumption. It was actually when they were in the house. Mm -hmm. It's the final shootout. Yeah. And I just thought that was so funny. It's like, make a decision, you know, like, what do you do? What keeps pulling them back? Is Mm. it, is it some weird oath they feel they've, made to each other or something yeah you know because essentially you've already gone out and done what you said you were gonna do Mm -hmm. and what actually no i'm wrong what actually brings them back together was there was the other dude his name's alex and he he and his wife they live in town right yeah Mm -hmm. who that guy i should have looked him up i'm so sorry because he's in everything he is anyway they find out that there's going to be an ambush of him and that's when they join back up because they're like, this is a good dude. Yeah, we can't let this So I just down. answered my own question. That's mm-hmm. why they all go back. To protect him and his wife. Right. And then at some point, wasn't it on the way there? And then they're like, wait a minute, we shouldn't even be doing this. They know what we're about to do. So we're walking into a trap. But they just go into it anyway. They, or they realize it when they get to Alex's house yeah. that actually you're screwed. And yeah. then they see them bringing in the wagons and tipping him over and making little barricades for themselves. Yeah. Ooh, His name it. was Terry O'Quinn. He's great. Yeah. The first thing I really noticed him in was Lost. Okay. I never watched Lost. I never got into that It's, one. you know, it, it's it's not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. I, didn't, I also didn't get into Walking Dead. Oh, I, I love tried. that. I tried and I just, it just didn't keep my interest at all. Uh, but... Yeah. But he's great. Yeah. So when they get to town to have this final battle, the odds are like more than stacked against them. Mm, no doubt. There's like four of them at this point. Because Murphy's gang, he still has like 50 people. Yeah. And uh, Terry O'Quinn's character refuses to fight because 
an active participation in a gun battle would null and void his life insurance, and he couldn't do that. Which was kind of hilarious. <laughs> he's like, so it doesn't matter. Stand you're there and yeah, die like, then. Like, you're just going to huddle in the corner yeah. right there, and that's that. Mm-hmm. And then in, in the end, he gets killed by gun battles. Gatling so, gun. Yeah, so does that horrible... null and void his life insurance? I, I believe so. <laughs> sorry. The terms to and his conditions wife. that he yeah. laid out for us, I'm, I think he did. <laughs> I feel sorry for his wife. I know. <laughs> Poor thing. But she yeah. got out with those letters. And her plates. She, was, she didn't want to leave her plate. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I, I was having a hard time with the believability in this scene, though. That they made it out at all is, yeah. but in this scene, one of my favorite parts was um, they're they're watching them set up, and I think they've had a few shots pop off back and forth, and at one point Billy goes, "We're gonna have some fun with them," and he's like, "Hey Peckin," or I think his name was Peckin. Hey Peckin, I see you got Jimmy Hill out there, Jimmy Holiday out there. And he's like, "Yeah, we got a bunch out there." And it's, Billy stands up and shoots the dude right in the head and then goes, you ain't got him out there with you no more. And he pisses him off even more and they just unload on the house again. Like Billy the Kid it, it most definitely is one fearless dude. Yeah, no doubt. The fact that he antagonizes them that way, mm-hmm. just hollering out the window, you are that outnumbered. Whether there's six of them, five, mm-hmm. no, five of them at this point, and yeah. like seven bodies but two of them aren't doing anything against initially like 50 and then all of a sudden the the cavalry comes in just here they come yeah with their gatling gun Mm -hmm. and and they have annihilated this building and then they light that was that was another really messed up moment so when murphy shows up the the young lady who is enamored with doc knows he's in there and she just breaks away and she runs off into the house it's her only chance to get and he's like get back here china catch her get back here right now and like the third time he's like eh, never mind burn it down (laughs) (laughs) like whoa uh, okay she's gonna burn her ass yes cold Um, eyes he was like "Mm -mm." yeah so they set fire to the house right away on him and they're throwing everything out that could, I guess, be considered flammable to maybe try to contain the fire. And then all of a sudden they throw out the big trunk. Yeah. And it's Billy the Kid. I mean, I thought the idea was brilliant, but that had to fucking suck. Yes. Getting thrown from a second floor house in a wooden, like, chest (laughs) down to the ground while you're inside of it. Like, that shit had to hurt real bad. I don't give a fuck. Like... I'd have been inside for about 20 minutes before I came out shooting like, oh, that hurt. I didn't think that out before I did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I thought that scene was cool the way it it worked out. It was like a surprise. He jumps out and just two guns in hand just starts blasting and, and taking dudes out. And then they start coming out of the house. And, you know, for the most part, they're successful until people start getting killed. Yeah, because that scene, it, it's so true to form for Billy the Kid, everything that he showed us that mm-hmm. he's about up to that point. But it still is disappointing to me that Charlie is having kind of a, a conflict. He hasn't really fired back much. He's not really in this gunfight. Yeah. And Billy's psyching him up. He's yeah. like, he's like, come on, dude. You know, we got to yeah. we got to do this. Da, 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 da. And when he goes kind of berserker for a minute and mm-hmm. just throws himself right in that open window and starts firing with reckless abandon. Yeah. And I'm like, no, Charlie, like, no, 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 no. 
there's it has to be an in between here. For like sure. don't like can you just like fight? Look at what Billy's doing. Like yeah, fire yeah. a couple shots, duck Move back, back yeah. and he's not doing that. And Billy's like almost like psychopathic eyes at him about it. Like he's like yes, <coughs> yeah, get him, this Charlie. Is what I want. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't like you. Yeah, Billy. <laughs> I don't like your nature. Yeah. yeah, you know, you're willing to sacrifice Charlie when Charlie was on the up. You know, like you said, he just got married, didn't even get to consummate his relationship. Yeah. And then, you know, here you are basically egging him on to die by Murphy's men. Yeah. And it's just it was a bummer. But yeah, it's totally what they set him up to be. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like Billy the Kid's the only one that got a lot of character development. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Charlie didn't really take a bullet until he was outside. Right. Like he's he did all that in the window. It's true. And he was safe there. Because, yeah, we lose Charlie and Steve at that house. Yep. Steve last, Charlie first. Yeah. And those were, I think, my second and third favorite characters. Like, I really like those dudes. Steve, he he was a shit talker, and he dogged out um, Chavez the whole time, calling him a Mexican and, you know, like, spitting his char or tobacco on him and stuff like that. Like, but in the end, the two of them really bonded and it was funny because Chavez was like so many times I held the knife to your neck while you were asleep (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I didn't kill you (laughs) he's like what maybe I shouldn't drink so much and And, then oh sorry Steve it doesn't matter you're dead did you notice how how nice Chavez's hair was like gorgeous it was everybody else was kind of ratty and tattered even even doc's character wasn't as kempt as you know because he i think he was the one that represented more of the sophisticated you know what i mean poet Mm -hmm. and even his hair was kind of ratty but but chavez his hair was like shimmering in the light and yeah never had a bad hair day (laughs) he didn't It was a high priority. I think so. Yeah. He's like, my hair has to look fantastic. That's the deal for me to be in this movie. My hair <laughs> has to look fantastic the whole time. <laughs> At the time, I bet you he could have it like that, too. Like, listen. Yeah. I'm La Bamba. Lou, I'm Lou what? Diamond Phillips. What? La Bamba. Yeah. Come on. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so when all the dust settles and we find how many of our little friends are alive, and you all of a sudden here comes Doc and he's basically explaining everything that happened and where everybody went. And, you know, if, it, if there was one more person, we could have covered every direction. Everyone could have just like gone off into the four corners. It would have been really cool. But no, mm. they, you know, but they're all going their separate ways. So Doc ends up marrying his his lady his China doll. and Billy goes off to create more chaos in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chavez went to restore his people and the culture. Yes. Yes. Because he was the last of his people. Which that was a sad story. Yeah, that by was the really by. bad. Yeah, I didn't like that story. No, not at all. Fell for him. <laughs> so, basically, we we have this tale of of revenge. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, you know, if you could put yourself in their shoes, that it's worth it at the end? I think it's a different time. In that time, I think maybe it was, and maybe it would have been. You know what I mean? Nowadays, you couldn't do this. Oh no! You know what I mean? Like this is this is not even fathomable at, in this day and age. But back then, it was martial law, and it was basically an eye for an eye. And if, or even in the street, if you felt threatened and you felt like it, it was worthy of a gunfight, you could have it out right then and there. So I think in the time, then yeah, it's it's it was reasonable. 
Um, and they went about it by the means that they knew. You know, I think they, most of them had good intentions in the beginning, but Billy the Kid was Billy the Kid and he was only going to have it his way. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think for the time it was, it would, it would have been an effective measure, you know what I mean? To, to be able to go out and get revenge like that. And yeah, and I didn't look up the historical accuracy, Mm -hmm. so I can't speak to that. But to me, it felt hollow at Mm. the end. I guess I never really believed that Billy was killing them for revenge. I believe that he was killing them because he wanted to kill people. He wanted to get his name and he wanted to be, yeah. And that's how you did that back then. So there's, you know, there there is that line of logic. Mm -hmm. But at the end of it, when I've seen other revenge films, there's something more satisfying about them. Yeah. In the sense of that you you really feel like there's a closure around it, that this film didn't hit me the same way. Okay. It kind of just felt like, yeah, we won and we, 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 kind of cut out this cancer of the town that was Murphy and yeah. we took his power and for his sure. men away. But I don't feel Put like they did it. Yeah, they didn't do it for the townspeople. No. They didn't do, you know what I mean? Like there was, you could look at it like Billy was all in on it, but this viewing for me, I was like, no, I don't, I don't even really think it was about that. Hmm. There was the scene also where he's in uh, a bar with them and there's the guy in the bar and he's talking to a woman and he's bragging about how he's gonna go and get Billy the Kid and that he's gonna put a bullet in him and he's gonna get that $200 bounty and he's talking all this shit and Billy's right there and there again he's the antagonist of all these scenes and he he goes over to the guy and he's like you're gonna you're gonna get Billy the Kid you're gonna get him and he's like yeah he's like is that the gun you're gonna use and the guy's like yeah he's like can I touch it and first of all I'm a gun owner, and if I don't know you, I'm not putting my gun in your hand. Yeah, that's ridiculous. no way. And so he totally hands his gun over to Billy the Kid, and Billy, he's smart, you know, and he shows it right away when they make him read. Um, Right. But he's a very smart, I think, a thinker, and takes the bullets out of the dude's gun, and the guy doesn't even realize it. And then he really antagonizes him again. He's like, there he is. And the guy's like looking, like where? And yeah. He's looking in the mirror at himself. And then the guy's like, you know, get out of here before I paddle your bottom, little boy, you know? And then Billy starts to do the old dramatic whistling. And the guy pulls mm-hmm. the gun on him and starts clicking away. And Billy ain't scared because he knows he's got no bullets. Right. I love that scene. And I think that he did that, A, for a couple of reasons. He did because the guy was talking shit about him and saying he was going to get him. But B, again, to get his name out there and kill somebody that's claimed to killed lots of people and you know yeah yeah well did you enjoy it in the end most definitely it's it's one of my favorite cowboy like shoot 'em up movies what about you i didn't enjoy it as much as i thought i was going to okay but it's still it's good i still the things that i that i enjoyed the first time i watched it it still was emilio estevez and my only like larger takeaway you know all these movies we can always learn something from him. And this time it's, it's got to be Kiefer, mm-hmm. you know, Doc in this movie. <laughs> like, you guys, if you find your flower, 
be the butterfly. Be a nice butterfly. <laughs> like Don't like the butterflies those... that you see in life, like the pretty ones with the yellow wings or the monarchs that are nice and they <laughs> gently land on flowers. Those Don't... butterflies. Don't be one of those yelling butterflies. <laughs> right. Because like it's distracting. <laughs> it's... it's not cool. <laughs> yeah. That was that was my larger takeaway because it's such a great scene. Nice. The peyote scene is such a great yeah, scene. Yeah, I love that scene most, most definitely. I think that was uh, one of my favorites there too, for sure. Sweet. So, Terrence, what are we going to watch next? So, I've been thinking about it and I thought that a good movie that we could do this week would be the movie Silver Streak. Silver Streak. So, that has uh, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor team up. I've never seen this. This is going to be a good one, I think. It's one of those ones I love. First of all, I love Richard Pryor. Oh, He's yeah. hilarious to me and I have a funny story about that because my mom used to have these Richard Pryor albums and they oh, were his did? comedy albums. Yeah. And she would tell me not to listen to them because Richard Pryor had a filthy, filthy mouth. And uh, I would have any chance I would get, I would grab that album. And I had the Fisher Price uh, phonograph or uh, record player. And I would put it on and I would put a blanket over me and the, the player. And I would listen to his jokes and just laugh. Like it was just... So funny. I love that. Um, so, yeah. All right. All right. So, Silver Streak it is. Okay. Nice. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Keep coming back. Tell your friends. And we'll be back at you next week. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you again for downloading. We hope you liked it. Real Nostalgic is produced by Hollis Lazzarini with additional support from me, Terrence McHenry. Our logo was designed by Carissa Westfall. Please check out our website, realnostalgic.com. Like, share, subscribe, and write to us. We'd love to hear from you.